O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom for ever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Tuesday, January 4th. Journey with me through the entire Bible in one year, focusing on the biblical calendar, the Sabbath, the feasts, and the Torah reading cycle. We have many voices, interpretations, and points of view out there, but there is nothing like listening to the crystal clean, pure Word of God in your life. It is living water for your spirit. As it is written in Romans 10, 17, So then, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. When we listen to the spoken Word of God, it is living and powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Hebrews 4.12 The Word of God is alive, it is powerful, and it renews our mind and builds up our spirit, as it is written in Isaiah 55.11. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Are you being blessed by this ministry? Please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the New Living Translation for the Hebrew Scriptures and for the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Bo, and it means go. Exodus 10, 24-11-3 Finally, Pharaoh called for Moses. Go and worship the Lord, he said, but leave your flocks and herds here. You may even take your little ones with you. No, Moses said, you must provide us with animals for sacrifices and burnt offerings to the Lord our God. All our livestock must go with us too. Not a hoof can be left behind. We must choose our sacrifices for the Lord our God from among these animals, and we won't know how we are to worship the Lord until we get there. But the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart once more, and he would not let them go. Get out of here, Pharaoh shouted at Moses. I'm warning you, never come back to see me again. The day you see my face, you will die. Very well, Moses replied. I will never see your face again. Then the Lord said to Moses, I will strike Pharaoh and the land of Egypt with one more blow. After that, Pharaoh will let you leave this country. In fact, 
He will be so eager to get rid of you that he will force you all to leave. Tell all the Israelite men and women to ask their Egyptian neighbors for articles of silver and gold. Now the Lord had caused the Egyptians to look favorably on the people of Israel, and Moses was considered a very great man in the land of Egypt, respected by Pharaoh's officials and the Egyptian people alike. Isaiah 27, 6-28, 13-13 The time is coming when Jacob's descendants will take root. Israel will bud and blossom and fill the whole earth with fruit. Has the Lord struck Israel as he struck her enemies? Has he punished her as he punished them? No, but he exiled Israel to call her to account. She was exiled from her land, as though blown away in a storm from the east. The Lord did this to purge Israel's wickedness, to take away all her sin. As a result, all the pagan altars will be crushed to dust. No Asherah pole or pagan shrine will be left standing. The fortified towns will be silent and empty, the houses abandoned, the streets overgrown with weeds. Calves will graze there, chewing on twigs and branches. The people are like the dead branches of a tree, broken off and used for kindling beneath the cooking pots. Israel is a foolish and stupid nation, for its people have turned away from God. Therefore, the one who made them will show them no pity or mercy. Yet, the time will come when the Lord will gather them together like hand-picked grain. One by one he will gather them, from the Euphrates River in the east to the brook of Egypt in the west. In that day, the great trumpet will sound. Many who were dying in exile in Assyria and Egypt will return to Jerusalem to worship the Lord on his holy mountain. What sorrow awaits the proud city of Samaria, the glorious crown of the drunks of Israel? It sits at the head of a fertile valley, but its glorious beauty will fade like a flower. It is the pride of a people brought down by wine, for the Lord will send a mighty army against it. Like a mighty hailstorm and a torrential rain, they will burst upon it like a surging flood and smash it to the ground. The proud city of Samaria, the glorious crown of the drunks of Israel, will be trampled beneath its enemies' feet. It sits at the head of a fertile valley, but its glorious beauty will fade like a flower. Whoever sees it will snatch it up, as an early fig is quickly picked and eaten. Then at last, the Lord of Heaven's armies will himself be Israel's glorious crown. He will be the pride and joy of the remnant of his people. He will give a longing for justice to their judges. He will give great courage to their warriors who stand at the gates. Now, however, Israel is led by drunks who reel with wine and stagger with alcohol. The priests and prophets stagger with alcohol and lose themselves in wine. They reel when they see visions and stagger as they render decisions. Their tables are covered with vomit. Filth is everywhere. 
Who does the Lord think we are, they ask. Why does he speak to us like this? Are we little children, just recently weaned? He tells us everything over and over. One line at a time, one line at a time, a little here and a little there. So now God will have to speak to his people through foreign oppressors who speak a strange language. God has told his people, Here is a place of rest. Let the weary rest here. This is a place of quiet rest. But they would not listen. So the Lord will spell out his message for them again, one line at a time, one line at a time, a little here and a little there, so that they will stumble and fall. They will be injured, trapped, and captured. Matthew 4, 12-25 When Yeshua heard that John had been arrested, he left Judea and returned to Galilee. He went first to Nazareth, then left there and moved to Capernaum beside the Sea of Galilee, in the region of Zebulun and Naphtali. This fulfilled what God said through the prophet Isaiah. In the land of Zebulun and of Naphtali, beside the sea, beyond the Jordan River, in Galilee, where so many Gentiles live, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And for those who lived in the land where death casts its shadow, a light has shined. From then on, Yeshua began to preach, Repent of your sins and turn to God, for the kingdom of heaven is near. One day, as Yeshua was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, also called Peter, and Andrew, throwing a net into the water, for they fished for a living. Yeshua called out to them, Come, follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. And they left their nets at once and followed him. A little farther up the shore he saw two other brothers, James and John sitting in a boat with their father Zebedee, repairing their nets, and he called them to come too. They immediately followed him, leaving the boat and their father behind. Yeshua traveled throughout the region of Galilee, teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom, and he healed every kind of disease and illness. News about him spread as far as Syria and people soon began bringing to him all who were sick. And whatever their sickness or disease was, or if they were demon-possessed or epileptic or paralyzed, he healed them all. Large crowds followed him wherever he went. People from Galilee, the Ten Towns, Jerusalem, from all over Judea, and from the east of the Jordan. Psalm 4 1 to 8. Answer me when I call to you, O God, who declares the innocent. Free me from my troubles. Have mercy on me and hear my prayer. How long will you people ruin my reputation? How long will you make groundless accusations? How long will you continue your lies? You can be sure of this the Lord set apart the godly for himself. The Lord will answer when I call to him. Don't sin by letting anger control you. Think about it overnight and remain silent. Offer sacrifices 
in the right spirit and trust the Lord. Many people say, who will show us better times? Let your face smile on us, Lord. You have given me greater joy than those who have abundant harvests of grain and new wine. In peace, I will lie down and sleep, for you alone, O Lord, will keep me safe. Proverbs 1, 20-23 Wisdom shouts in the streets. She cries out in the public square. She calls to the crowds along the main street to those gathered in front of the city gate. How long, you simpletons, will you insist on being simple-minded? How long will you mockers relish your mocking? How long will you fools hate knowledge? Come and listen to my counsel. I'll share my heart with you and make you wise. I'd like to speak to you today from the book of Matthew, chapter 4, and then we're going to jump into Psalm, chapter 4. And in Matthew, chapter 4, we see that Yeshua is first starting off in Nazareth, and then he leaves there and he goes on to Capernaum beside the Sea of Galilee in the region of Zebulun and Naphtali. Now, if you've ever been to Israel, you would know that Capernaum is to the north of Jerusalem, and it's in the northern country. It's part of the biblical heartland of Israel, Shomron or Samaria. Also recall that there was the kingdom split that is described to us in 1 Kings chapter 12, with the southern kingdom being with Benjamin and Yehuda, Judah, and the northern kingdom with the ten tribes of the north. Those ten tribes were taken away into exile, into captivity, into Assyria. And then the cities and the villages that they left behind in the northern part of Israel were occupied by Assyrians. Some of the tribes' members were allowed to remain, the poorest of the poor were allowed to remain in their villages and were not sent into exile, but then they intermarried with the Assyrians. And those tribes that intermarried with the Assyrians became known as the Samaritans. And this is why they were hated by the Jews, because they saw them as a people that had been corrupted, that was there was mixture. So now Yeshua is heading up north towards Capernaum, not Jerusalem. Why? Yeshua had a primary mission. Let's try to discover what that mission was. I'm going to read some scriptures to you that reveals what his mission was. Psalm 119, verse 176, I have gone astray like a lost sheep. Seek your servant, for I do not forget your commandments. Jeremiah chapter 50, verse 6, My people have been lost sheep. Their shepherds have led them astray. They have turned them away on the mountains. They have gone from mountain to hill. They have forgotten their resting place. So, God's people are described as lost sheep. Matthew chapter 10, verse 6, But go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. The house of Israel is referring to the northern kingdom, also known as Joseph or Ephraim. 
and the house of Judah is the southern kingdom. So go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Let's look that up in a greater context. Verse 5, Matthew chapter 10, verse 5. These twelve Yeshua sent out and commanded them, saying, Do not go into the way of the Gentiles, and do not enter a city of the Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So he's commanding his disciples to go look for the lost sheep of the house of Israel, those that have been taken away into exile to Assyria, and those that still remained in the northern country. Matthew chapter 15, verse 24. Actually, I'm going to start with verse 23. I'll start with verse 22. And behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. Verse 23. But he answered her not a word, and his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she cries out after us. Verse 24. But he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So this reveals Yeshua's mission on his first coming. He was sent to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So now let's come back to our passage from Matthew chapter 4 today. He went first to Nazareth. Then he moved to Capernaum, up in the biblical heartland, in the region of Zebulun and Naphtali. That's the lost sheep of the house of Israel. That's the territory where they once lived. And then it goes on to say, he quotes here from the prophet Isaiah, verse 15, In the land of Zebulun and Naphtali, that's to the north of Jerusalem, that's the biblical heartland of Shomron, Beside the sea, beyond the Jordan River, in Galilee, where so many Gentiles live, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And for those who lived in the land where death casts its shadow, a light has shined. And so he is going and he's seeking after the lost sheep of the house of Israel, the ten tribes of the north, because they have spiritual amnesia. They have forgotten who they are. They got assimilated into Assyria and from there were scattered to all nations of the world. They forgot God and they forgot his name and they forgot the Torah, the Bible. They forgot all of it. And so Yeshua is going after them because they have been scattered. And so he's literally going to the places where they used to live and where a remnant of them still do live to the north. Now I want to jump into Psalm chapter 4, and let's look at verse 4. Don't sin by letting anger control you. Think about it overnight and remain silent. There's a lot of wisdom in that verse. People with a short temper... have many consequences to their actions. If you have a short temper, you might say things that you deeply regret later. 
If you have a short fuse and someone does something to irritate you or to rub your fur wrong, and then you start to yell, so then, you know, it gets toxic and the relationship is damaged, sometimes irrevocably. There are great consequences to pay if a person has a short temper. It destroys relationships. So what's the antidote? Repent. Recognize the weakness. Recognize that your flesh gets the better of you. Repent. And then the next time you're in a situation where you're tempted to blow up or to say things that you're going to regret, put yourself in time out. Walk away. Step back. Don't let anger control you. Because there's a spirit associated. It's not just an emotion or a feeling. There is a spirit of anger. It's a demonic spirit. And we want to cancel the permission slip and eject that spirit out of the soul, out of the house of our soul. So it's saying here, think about it overnight and remain silent. What do you do if somebody else is being angry and blowing up like a volcano at you? They have anger. Says, remain silent. Don't say a word. Walk away. Step away. Pray for that person. There's another place in Proverbs that says, a man who does not have self control, in other words, a man who's got a lot of anger and has no self control, is like a city without walls. And that's really true. You could say that your your soul is like uh, an ancient city, and if you don't have any walls, uh, then the enemy can come and go freely. The demonic spirit of anger can come and go freely within you and wreak havoc and destruction and disaster in your life. Now, I dwell upon this because this is an issue in my own life that I have really struggled with. I admit it. I've had a short temper. And I've had to repent many times. And so some of these things that I am suggesting and recommending, I have had to learn to put into practice in my own life. Step away. Be silent. Don't reply. Pray. Go in your room, shut the door, and pray. In your anger, do not sin. Give it to God. May we learn to be people who have self-control. A gentle answer turns away wrath. May we learn to practice that, to respond in the opposite spirit. If we're facing an angry person, a gentle answer turns away wrath. Have a blessed day and we'll see you tomorrow. Shalom.
Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.